My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and welcome to this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can guarantee that you're craving success, abundance, prosperity, and all of the beautiful things that come with a thriving business. Here on the show, you are going to find all of the things that you really need to create that beautiful financial freedom that you crave. Inner work, personal transformation, and radical self-love are the tools that will excel you and propel you into that life that you desire. Here on the show, I will share stories and lessons from my life, along with interviews from great experts who've been able to do that work themselves. You'll hear lessons, breakthroughs, and tips to expand, to change, and to grow. Because growing a business is really about growing yourself. For more, you can visit laurenoflove.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Are you growing a business in the online space and are you ready to create wealth in that business? Are you tired of stressing out, feeling overwhelmed, and struggling to make your business create the money of your dreams? And are you seeing other entrepreneurs creating success and abundance, wondering what you can do to create that freedom? Are you ready to break old patterns, unblock your money mindset, and finally claim the financial freedom that you deserve? I bet you are, and I am so excited to announce that my five-day free series, Awaken Your Wealth, is now open for enrollment. This is a magical five-day experience where you will learn the codes to unblock your abundance so that you can finally be that leader that you have always wanted to be, that leader who creates true prosperity in her business. During the free five-day Awaken Your Wealth series, I am going to teach you my secret strategies to activating abundance in your business. Together, we will bust through the five most common limiting beliefs that keep all businesswomen stuck and underpaid. Inside the Awaken Your Wealth series, you will learn so much. Things like how to no longer hear crickets to attract the clients of your dreams when you post on social media, how to overcome objections and break patterns feeling like money is hard to receive. We will dissolve all blocks and subconscious programming that keep holding you back in your business. And I'm going to share my killer strategies to creating a successful multiple six-figure brand like my niche ideal client work, building a solid brand identity, a strong community, and an amazing business that allows you to generate passive revenue. This series is only open once a year, and it's completely free as my gift to you. To sign up, go to businessbabe.com awaken. That's businessbabe.com awaken. Hello, my gorgeous souls. Welcome back to the Business Babe podcast. Oh my God, it has been forever since I've recorded a new episode for you. Oh, I'm back in Connecticut feels a little strange, but I'm totally here for it. I have so much to share with you and so many lessons that I think are going to be really helpful for you in today's beautiful podcast, all centered around how to create wealth. This episode is really brought to you by my five-day free series. You guys heard it in the intro. I mentioned it. We kick things off in just a week. And this is a free series for all of you guys to come and sign up. So if you are listening to this episode, curious on how to create wealth and create that freedom in your life and in your business, you are not going to want to miss this free series. It is 
jam-packed with value. I've been mapping it out and it's so powerful and it's free. You have nothing to lose. So if you're listening to this episode because you yourself want to create wealth and prosperity and abundance, you are definitely going to want to sign up for this free series. I'm not going to talk about it too much. All I'll say is go to the URL. It's in the show notes of this episode. It's also in the intro, businessbabe.com slash awaken. This is going to be so exciting. And I think my favorite part of this is the community because already as I'm recording this, I think we have 300 people signed up for this series and it is going to be magical. So um, it'll be really great for you to surround yourself with people who are also dedicated to creating wealth and freedom in their life. I think sometimes in the journey of creating wealth, we feel like we don't have support in that, especially if we come from old pattern and old programming um, from our upbringing where maybe we didn't grow up in a wealthy environment. Maybe we have parents who pinch pennies or use that language like things are expensive or you can't afford it. And especially if you don't have friends who are also creating wealth, it can feel really hard to break that pattern. And having a good, strong community to surround yourself with of people who are saying, hey, I want wealth and this is what I deserve. Sometimes that's like the best thing you can do for yourself because it gives you that expander energy to say, hey, wow, look, she's growing into wealth. She's declaring her wealth. Maybe I can do that too. So I really encourage you guys to check out that series. Again, that's businessbabe.com awaken. And welcome back to the show. We have so much in store for you. I know I've been talking about um, branding changes and things I'm shifting into. And for now, I'm just going to let you know that the title of this podcast series is going to change. Um, this The show, rather. I have been sitting with it for a while, and I think we're just going to call it the Lauren of Love podcast. So um, please stick around. That change will happen later on towards the end of this year. For now, we're still holding true to the Business Bay brand. And uh, yeah, in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be talking to you guys all about wealth and my journey of creating wealth in my life. I really also, too, before we dive into this conversation, I want to let you know that creating wealth is a process. It is a journey. It is a experience that happens throughout your life and I think that's really important to mention because sometimes when we're on this path of wanting to create wealth for ourselves we think it's this ultimate outcome that we will one day arrive at you know we say I'm going to work on my money mindset I'm going to heal my blocks I'm going to move through you know my resistance and then one day I'll solve that problem and I'll never have to worry about money again This is not entirely true. (laughs) I was sharing this with uh, my friend Catherine. We were talking about the journey of up-leveling and as you continue to grow your business, these um, fears or these stories can sometimes come up because, like I said, wealth is a process. It's a journey. It is a a lifestyle commitment, really. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning of my journey of entrepreneurship, I pinched pennies a lot. You'll hear me talk about this in this episode. I would get really stressed out about anything that required investment, even like a $22 subscription to something that would help my business. I would feel fear and resistance around that commitment. And I was talking to Catherine about this new level that I'm stepping into. Our last launch for our business, we closed out at $190,000 in sales, which was really incredible. And I was feeling so awesome and abundant and prosperous. And I 
You know, I spent money without thinking. It felt really beautiful. Um, And we'll talk about that too, the difference between spending and saving on your wealth journey because that's really important to talk about. And in this next level, as I'm stepping into our launch for Six Figure Biz Babe, which is my my number one signature program. It's like the best, beautiful magic I've ever created in my life. Um, And we've had really huge launches for Six Figure Biz Babe. They've been really abundant and really beautiful. And in this next level, I'm declaring an even bigger goal. So I'm saying, I want 600,000. I want this to be huge. I want it to be epic. And in declaring that launch goal, maybe you can relate if you've set a goal for yourself, right after that, like, boom, I started to get this really fear-based energy coming through around my spending. I would go to the coffee shop and buy a $3 coffee and I would freak out about the cost of it. Or I would go get the $10 celery juice and feel guilty about spending money. And I asked Catherine, I said, you know, is this something that you experience? Like anytime you're growing where you somehow have all of these woundings come up around money the minute you declare your goal. And she was like, Lauren, all the time, like this is very normal. So I want you to know that because everything that I'm sharing in this episode today is a process. It is a journey of learning and expanding and slowly growing. And the lessons that you learn at this level of maybe $1,000 a month in your business you will continue to learn similar lessons just on a deeper level as you grow. So the $1,000 a month lesson versus the $10,000 a month lesson versus the $20,000 or $30,000 or $50,000 or $80,000 or whatever it may be, you're constantly growing, you're constantly expanding, and you're constantly learning. And I need that to be so clear to you in this episode because no matter where you are right now, you don't have to fix yourself, okay? You are not broken you are not damaged, you are you are not wounded. We are going through a process of growing into wealth with the understanding that lessons will still come up and things that we need to grow through will still come through. And I've been carrying that belief with me for a while because I think in the online space there's this real shadow around wealth where we think that um, we need to fix ourselves and we need to get this like problem solved and I really think that when we focus in on our journey and that energy, it can create a really low vibration for us because we think that there's something wrong. And wealth is about creating what's right. Uh, I, I really think there's a big difference between being no longer of struggle in money versus being wealthy in your relationship to money. And we're going to talk a lot about that. So Before we dive in, uh, I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for being patient as we waited to record episodes. It's been taking forever. I've been on this like beautiful healing journey for myself and I haven't felt called to record episodes until today. I'm so freaking excited to share this with you. So let me share my story of, of how I created wealth. I grew up in a really low vibration around money. I think many of you guys can relate. I'm sure we see our parents struggling with money. We see our parents stressed about money. We see our parents worried about money. And then somehow we grow up and we take on those energies and those frequencies. Um, You know, my parents, just to give you some background, my parents both came from families that came in on the boat, 
right? They were immigrants. So all of my grandparents were immigrants and they all came here with these really clear stories of struggle, right? It was like the stories that they told at the dinner table for family get-togethers, how my grandpa, he came with a suitcase of China and he sold it on the boat for money and that was all he had, right? My grandmother, she worked in a sewing factory to pinch pennies and make enough money for all of her siblings to come to America. And these stories of hardship created a lot of significance for my family because when they got older, my grandparents could look back and tell these stories of hardship that they went through and how truly beautiful their life is now after navigating that. Uh, and when I watched that growing up, you know, I saw that as really significant. Oh my God, look at my grandparents. They they worked so hard. They struggled. They pushed. They pulled. They finally made it happen. And now look, I'm here, right? I'm here because of them. And struggle and hardship and challenge is a part of life. It's a beautiful part of life. It teaches us. It allows us to grow and expand but it does not need to be our forever, okay? So if you're listening to this podcast episode and you've been struggling and you've been feeling pressure or stress around money, I want you to know that that does not have to be your forever. Now hear me when I say this. 90% of what you know about money and success and freedom and abundance or even the lack of any of those things, 90% of what you've learned and what you believe right now is based on what you saw growing up. Really think about that. When we're growing up, we see these experiences, we have these moments with our family, with our peers, with our grandparents, right? And this forms belief for us. Our experiences are what form belief. Everything that you believe is based on experience, right? So if you grew up and you had your mom stressing out about paying bills, you may have the belief that paying bills is stressful. Or if you saw your dad freaking out every time you took a family vacation because it costs extra money, you may be carrying the belief that you don't deserve to invest money into your leisure or money into your relaxation or your travel. Or maybe you worry every time you go to book a vacation. Maybe you don't even book vacations because you're so worried about it. 90% of what you know is from what you saw growing up. I grew up in a very limited money mindset household, like I mentioned. I vividly remember these experiences as a child where money was the source of anger, money was the source of fighting and frustration and fear. Um, I have this really vivid memory of my mom. She spent money on a Kohl's credit card to buy herself a beautiful shirt, and my dad didn't know that she actually went and used that credit card and he didn't pay it and I remember watching them fighting about this when my dad got the bill in the mail and it was um, an extra charge on there for you know a late fee he freaked out he was so stressed Uh, my mom didn't work growing up my dad did and this created a lot of tension in their dynamic too in their relationship where my dad became resentful because my mom didn't focus on making money and she was spending the money to take care of the household. And this also, too, created a lot of programming for me in my relationship with my husband because when my husband quit his job and I was the sole breadwinner and provider for our business, I had to work through a lot of that programming that I watched my dad carry. I also had this deep fear as a woman 
of being financially dependent upon somebody else. So in the beginning of my business, I really relied on Matt. He was the sole breadwinner while I was getting things off of the ground. And I worried that I had nothing to contribute to the household because I wasn't making money. If I'm not making money, how am I of value? And this creates a lot of pressure for ourselves, right? Especially if I look back on, you know, how I I started to show up in my business when I started to make big money, this pressure to make a lot of money that I was putting on myself. So we have a lot of programming. I carry a lot of it myself. Um, I remember (laughs) there was this one moment, I always share this story with my students, I had my first communion and I made a lot of money at once, right? I was like $2,000, I remember. And I was in the second grade and I was so excited because we all celebrated our first communions together because I went to Catholic school and I went home and had my party with all my family and they all wrote these checks to celebrate my communion. And I remember watching my mom writing them all down and, and I said, how much is that? What do we, what do we get? Because she liked to write things down so that she could properly thank everybody who gave a gift. And the next day, I really wanted to celebrate all of this money and all of this wealth that I created with my friends and, and my former you know, students, my peers at the time in, in second grade. So I put all of the money and all of the checks in my backpack and I went to school. <laughs> It's like, I want to show everybody how much money I made. And my mom figured it out. And before I could even get to my first moment of class, she showed up at school and she screamed at me. She yelled at me. I got into so much trouble. And I learned in that experience that money was not to be celebrated because here I am, this really naive little kid, and I just want to celebrate with my friends and show and share and create some joy and my mom who was an adult who was like dude you can't just put two grand in your backpack and get on the school bus um she really reprimanded me and yelled at me and I learned oh my god like I can't celebrate with people this is bad I'm not supposed to share how much money I'm making this is bad and I carried a lot of that with me as well when I stepped into entrepreneurship so Money, money, money. I could record a whole freaking episode on my money wounds. I went to high school and I attracted girls who um, stole from me. When I, my freshman year of college, I had a, a dear friend who took my credit card without me knowing. So there was a lot of fear for me also in this concept of if I make a lot of money, um, it's going to get taken from me. And those patterns actually started to show up when I started making money where I would, you know, get random bills in the mail that I needed to pay. And I would feel all this fear of like, oh my God, I just made all this money and now I have to spend it. This sucks, right? Like, what the heck did I make money for? And this wounding, um, even at the simplest layer of watching my mom you know, tell me that certain things I wanted were too expensive growing up, things like getting my nails done or buying an NSYNC CD. Like I learned that the things that I desired were not worth spending money on. And when you have that belief that your desires contradict these programmings that we carry, right? I want to travel. I want abundance. I want prosperity. But wait, traveling is a waste of money, or if you make a lot of money, you're going to have to spend it on bills, or, you know, don't celebrate with people. 
this can create paradox or duality um, or polarity in our business where we can resist what we actually really want because we fear that if we have what we want, there's going to be some negative consequences that we're going to have to repair or work through or move through. And so to avoid those negative experiences, we just avoid making money in the first place. Wealth and your ability to create wealth is about recognizing these patterns and really looking at these old programmings, which is why this five-day free series, Awaken Your Wealth, is going to be so powerful for you. So if you are ready, go to businessbabe.com awaken to sign up for that free series. We'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. So I had a lot of programming, right? And I went into my corporate life of deciding that I was going to be a television news producer and especially this layer of, we really need to speak to this, this layer of activating and following your true passions and then also having this belief that what you want to do for your life doesn't actually make a lot of money. Like your industry is not lucrative. Um, I heard this really early on. Uh, even down to the high school years where I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be a singer and I was told that those were really competitive industries that I couldn't be successful in. And then when I decided to go down the journalism path when I was in college, I heard that programming again. I heard that from people who said, oh, it's a really competitive industry. There's no money in it. It's going to be hard to be successful. And I'm like, gosh, how many times am I going to be told this in my life? How how many times am I going to hear that this thing that I want to do for myself is not meant to make a lot of money? I broke that pattern. My first real decision in activating my wealth and going down a path of creating wealth for myself was deciding that what other people believed was not my truth. And this first one that I broke, this belief that I wasn't going to be able to make a lot of money doing what I love, I challenged that every single day. I showed up to work with this belief that what I wanted to do was actually, in fact, a path to prosperity. I firmly believed that. I anchored into it. I got clear on it. And I eventually was able to create a very successful business as a television news producer or a very successful career, rather, um, making about $70,000 a year. And I did it. And I broke the pattern. Right? So, so here's the, the thing I just want to lift the veil on. Number one, first recognize that any mindset belief that you're carrying is not yours. It is something that you have been receiving from your experiences, from your um, peers, from your family. And then once you have the awareness on that belief, you can choose to rewrite it. You can choose to get clear on a new empowering belief. And for me, my belief was if I'm doing what I love, I am fully supported. If I'm doing what I love, I am fully supported. And this was very true. I was able to buy um, and rent a beautiful apartment for myself. I was making sustainable money. I was able to travel. And then my spiritual awakening happened in 2014. And I realized that my soul's path was actually much larger and much more impactful than anything that the container of television news producer would be able to hold. And I'm sure many of you guys can relate to this where you have a calling on your heart to do something really big. You have a passion for yourself. You have a fire to make an impact, create change, help other people, share your story, be of service, um, affect people, you know? I think that's really why a lot of lightworkers are on this 
planet is because we really want to impact and create change for the world. So I got this calling to quit my job. And at the time, um, I stayed in that job way longer than I think I should have. Or actually, it was perfect, but you know, I really knew I wanted to quit way before I actually did. And um, I kept holding on for dear life, like holding on for dear life to this job because I had this belief that um, to, in order to be successful, I needed a paycheck and I needed other people to be impressed by my job and I needed to have a 401k and health insurance and vacation days and all of these fancy things. And I clung on to that because I was so afraid that I wouldn't be safe without those things. And this is a deep layer of creating wealth is recognizing that you are safe and you are supported when you're following your path and when you're helping other people and when you're on a soul's mission to do what you love. You are always, always supported. So I didn't necessarily believe that right away. And instead, I used money as a coping mechanism to escape from the pain that I was feeling because I was living out of alignment. And we talk about this a lot, like living in alignment versus living out of alignment. You know you're living out of alignment when your life, aspects of your life, are just not congruent to the vision that you have for yourself. They just don't feel good. They don't feel connected. And you can be out of alignment in individual areas of your life, like maybe your relationship isn't serving you. Maybe your career isn't serving you. Maybe your friends aren't serving you. Maybe where you live isn't serving you. And for me, it was kind of all of those things at once. So when we live out of alignment, sometimes we develop these unhealthy coping mechanisms. And for me, one of my unhealthy coping mechanisms was spending money. So in the months that followed from my thought of you should quit your job to actually quitting my job, I spent so much money. I had a disrespectful relationship with money. I had an abusive relationship with money. I was spending it all of the time, not keeping any of it in my bank account. I had no relationship with saving whatsoever. And I was just looking for the next thing that would make me feel good because I wasn't feeling good in my life. Um, people do this with alcohol addiction or with food addiction, right? We escape with some sort of exterior experience to make us feel good. And my closet was full of clothes with tags on them. My credit cards were maxed out and I just felt really unfulfilled. And so finally I decided that I wasn't going to live in this trap anymore. I was going to break my pattern and I made a decision to quit my job. And I don't think it's true for everybody, but for me, I went into this place of experiencing the complete opposite of wealth before I was ever able to build a relationship with wealth. And I share that not because that's necessary to go through, but simply because if you are experiencing that, like if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, Lauren, I feel so unwealthy. I feel so beyond anything that would define wealth whatsoever. It's okay, right? It's beautiful. You are exactly where you need to be. And now you can start moving towards your relationship with wealth. And I really think our relationship with wealth is about really recognizing that we are fully supported and safe at all times. And second part, we deserve to feel good. We deserve to feel love. We deserve to have rich, beautiful experiences for ourselves. And whatever that may be for you, 
It might be different for somebody else, right? Wealth for one person may mean a um, tiny RV and a you know uh, or, or a tiny home and living on the land. Wealth for another person may be traveling to France and shopping and buying Louis Vuitton handbags. And I think that we really need to also too understand and get clear on what our unique relationship with wealth is. And again, not to continue like plugging this, but go sign up for the Awaken Your Wealth series, businessbabe.com slash awaken. It's going to be worth it, I promise. So I went broke. And then I decided I was going to quit my job. And I was going to move in with Matt's parents. And we had this really beautiful plan that made us feel safe. I, I really think it's important if you are taking big leaps in your life to do them with intention and to do them with sacred energy. And for us, that was having dialogue around the idea of quitting for a while before I actually did. And we came up with this plan. We decided we would put all of my things in storage. We would move in with Matt's parents. And we literally slept on a mattress on the floor for the first year while I was growing my empire. Um, my empire was growing my business. Uh, and I was so broke that I literally at one point had $500 left on my credit card. I had no money in the savings account. I had no money in my bank account. I was living off of uh, 15 grand for my 401k for an entire year. So that was really, really intense and tough. And I remember, you know, just at one point I had, I had uh, two pairs of leggings. Like this was the only thing I was wearing regularly. And I had a lot of holes in these leggings. And I remember going home to my mom at, I was like 25 years old and asking my mom to buy me clothes because I was hustling in my business and trying to get things off the ground and I didn't even have enough money to like buy myself a pair of leggings. So I was at like my rock bottom relationship with wealth and if you are there, I will tell you that the best thing I did for myself was work on myself and with that $500 left of my credit card I went to Florida and bought a ticket to Tony Robbins and I decided that I was going to look at all of these patterns and all of these programmings that I had been carrying for my entire life that were other people's thoughts and beliefs and ideas. I didn't want to repeat the patterns that I saw my parents carrying. I was so done with the struggle and the hustle and the exhaustion and the burnout. I didn't want to live like that. I wanted a reality where money was not an issue. I wanted to love money, but at the same time, I wanted it to also be neutral. Like I just, I didn't want to care. I wanted to have the things that I wanted to have and do the things that I wanted to do and be the version of myself that I wanted to be without ever questioning how much it cost. And going to Tony Robbins was that moment for me where I decided to invest in my future. And up until that point, I had only been spending money to make myself feel good in my current reality, right? I would buy a, an outfit that made me feel good or I would buy a, a handbag that I thought would give me that dopamine hit. But when I invested in my first personal development experience, I was really showing up to say, the woman that I am becoming is worthy of this investment. And that action broke my pattern. 
See, it's not enough for you to be aware of your past programming, what childhood wounds you're carrying, what stories and beliefs you have around money. It's more important, in fact, to take action to rewrite that pattern. And so I showed up fully in rewriting that pattern and I decided I am worthy of investment, I am worthy of change, I am worthy of success. And in that Tony Robbins environment, I was surrounded for the first time by people who also felt that way. Growing up, I was only surrounded by people who were getting by, only surrounded by people who were just trying to make ends meet and go through the day and get through the motions and work that job. And when I stepped into this environment of Tony Robbins, I was surrounded by people who were all trying to do better, to be better, to have better, to live better, to make an impact, to be of change for themselves and for the people whose lives they got to touch. And it doesn't have to be Tony Robbins, you guys. It can be anything. It could be a book from Barnes & Noble. But you really do need to make this decision to invest in your future. And when I say investing, I don't mean just money. I mean time, love, and belief. Investing in your future is about putting money and putting dollars on the person that you're becoming. But it's also about having the time to integrate the lessons that you learn and showing up in your practice, your inner work, your journaling, your prayer, your meditation, um, your study, right? And it's also about showing up in love to say, I love myself so much that I'm going to grow and break these patterns. I love myself so much that I'm going to dedicate time for my practice and money for my practice and belief. Belief is everything, So if I went to that seminar that year believing that it wasn't going to work, it wouldn't have worked. But I changed. I went in believing that I was going to evolve and expand and become different. And as a result, I did. And I remember coming home and just realizing that I did not want to be somebody who financially struggled anymore. And then I had a coach show up for me, this beautiful coach who changed my life. I still work with him to this day. And I put $8,000 down on a credit card that I didn't have, money that didn't exist. I literally found and applied for a credit card just so I could have this experience with him. And the minute I invested with him, I knew that my life was going to change because, not because of him, not because of his beliefs or his practices, but simply because of me. Because I was deciding that I was going to do something different for myself. That I was going to become the best version of me. That I was going to do everything I could to create the life that I truly desired for myself. And in that seminar that I went to and also in my work with my coach, I started to realize that everything that I wanted for myself required a big leap. It required me to get uncomfortable And oftentimes when we're creating wealth, there's a lot of fear that comes up. This story of, oh my God, I'm doing things differently or I'm spending money I'm not used to spending or I'm spending my time differently. I don't know if this is right. You know, like a lot of that fear and really that uncomfortable energy is only there because you're breaking an old pattern within yourself and your subconscious mind is telling you, this is different. I don't know what this is going to bring. I'm scared because I don't know what the outcome is because I've never done this before. Fear is just the unknown. And when you're uncomfortable in your growth, it's actually really beautiful because being uncomfortable is a sign that you're becoming something different. And I really resonated with that and I started to take that truth home. 
Now, it's also important to note that when you're creating wealth for yourself and you are aware of your old programming and you're taking new action, this third step that's really, really fun, (laughs) I say that lovingly uh, with resistance, is that your old patterns will come up. Remember what I talked about in the beginning, how I was talking to Catherine about my coffees and my celery juices and getting triggered by all of this money that I was spending? Your old patterns come up as you heal. And when they come up, it is really a gift because it's an opportunity to rewrite an old narrative that you are still holding on to or to release an old narrative that you are still holding on to. And for me, when I hit that beautiful $8,000 month, my very first $8,000 month, it was right after I started working with my coach, right after Tony Robbins, I popped the bottle of champagne, I celebrated, I was like, oh my God, I'm wealthy, I did it. Man, did I have a lot to learn. First thing to really mention, wealth is not about making money. Okay, You can make all the money in the world and still be unwealthy. You can look at people like Mike Tyson or Michael Jackson, big successful people who created a lot of money but went into an incredible amount of debt. Wealth is about having a healthy relationship with money. It's about loving it and appreciating it while it's with you. It's about saving it and saying, I am worthy of keeping this love around. The analogy I have for this is a woman who wants love so badly, okay? Because let's use the analogy that money is love for a minute. And let's just pretend that there's a woman out there who wants love so bad and she serial dates and she gets her quick fixes, her quick spendings, right? Here and there and here and there with all these different types of men, but she never stays committed because a part of her believes that she's not continuously worthy of love. And that love will leave. And money is the same thing. It's a big reason why we don't keep money in our bank accounts. We don't hold on to it. We don't nest with it. We don't settle into it. Because a lot of us are still in our wounding that we're not deserving of current, complete, consistent safety. And we will spend our money the minute we get it. And for me, when I started to make money and I had my big $8,000 month, right away, I had an experience come to me that would threaten to take all of that $8,000 away. See, years before that, I was living in a really, really crummy apartment in the Bronx. It was so crummy. There was like, I remember crack pipes on the stairs. It was a mess. The place was so terrible. And my apartment got black mold. And I vacated my apartment because the landlord would not fix the building so that I could have a safe space to live. So I broke my lease and I left and I did everything right. I documented it. I sent certified mail. I even took pictures and recorded phone conversations. I was so safe in this decision to break my lease. But talk about divine timing. The minute that I made this $8,000 month, I got a letter in the mail from a lawyer who was threatening to take me to court for not paying my rent all these years ago. And here it was, this big opportunity to rewrite my narrative. The narrative that says I can't hold on to money. The narrative that says it's not good to make money because if you make it, someone's going to take it from you. Now, it's also important to mention that when I was younger, my dad actually had a lawsuit around a business where his business was taken from him and he lost 
a lot of money in the process. And I saw that growing up and I saw the pain that was involved and my family and their hurt in the process. So I not only had my own programming to work through in this experience of this lawsuit coming up, but I also had generational programming that I was breaking. And this is like, this is so good and so juicy and like so challenging all at once because a lot of the work that you are going to be doing on your journey of rewriting your wealth consciousness and changing your patterns around money, a lot of that is actually generational. You know, even back to my grandparents who struggled and who had, you know, exhaustion and burnout in their work. I've been breaking that generational programming by creating a business that provides me lots of freedom and ease and prosperity. So here I was my first $8,000 month and I made a decision that this beautiful opportunity I was receiving with this lawsuit was not a chance to run and hide and fail and lose all of my money. I made a decision that I was safe. I made a decision that I was worthy of holding on to that money. And I made a decision that I was worthy of wealth. And I also made a decision that if I made wealth once, I can do it again. And this is so true for many of us too. Like a lot of us are afraid to hit our next level income goals because we have this programming that says, well, if I hit that goal once, how am I going to hit it again? What if I can't do this consistently? What if I make $8,000 a month and then the next month I make $2? What am I going to do? That doesn't seem safe. So a lot of us will create these like upper limits for ourselves where we kind of settle into like a normal upper limit. We call these upper limits where you can only make a certain amount of money and then you get stuck, right? You hit a block. And this was a lot of the healing work that I needed to do as I continued to grow my business because in the beginning, I was up and down. I would make $15,000 a month and then five. You know, and I really wanted a, a beautiful business that provided me stability. And this is also why, if you guys know, in my six-figure BizBabe program, I talk about multiple revenue streams and how to create beautiful, prosperous lines of income throughout your business because I didn't want to grow a business that required me to be exhausted. I didn't want to grow a business that required me to burn out and sit at my desk all day every day. And I didn't want to create a business that wasn't safe. And so I had to get really clear on like, what did that look like? And I think too, on a deeper level, and for those of you who are wondering, I did not get sued. I did not have to pay that money. (laughs) I sent the lawyer all of my documentation and I was fully safe. I think on a deep level, you know, we really need to do a better job of getting clear about what wealth actually means to us. Because when a lot of us are talking about wealth, the first word we use is freedom. We say, well, I just want to be free. And really when we say that, when we say, I want to be free, really what we're saying is I don't want to be trapped and I feel trapped right now. And maybe that translates for you as like, I want to pay off all my debt or I never want to have to worry about the celery juice at the juice bar or I never want to feel stressed around money. Really what you're saying is I don't want these things. I don't want these things at all. And you're pushing, pushing, pushing away what you don't want. But at the same time, you're really focused on what you don't want. And we don't spend enough time being focused on what we do want. So this is what I want to share with you. Today in my life, in this season, I am really anchoring into what I want. 
I am removing my story that means I need to be obsessed about what I don't want and push away from what I don't want and, you know, do all this money unblocking work. I'm really clear on what I want in this season of my life. And that has taken me some time. I think a lot of us have resistance around desire and not being clear with ourselves about what we desire because we're afraid of being disappointed or we are afraid that our desires are selfish or conceited or wrong for us. The best thing you can do in activating your wealth is building a deep, clear relationship with your desire, getting clear on what you want, getting clear on what you're calling in, and painting a picture for the life that you want to step into. Don't be afraid to feel good, ladies and gents. Don't be afraid to sit in the vision of what you're calling in and get excited about it and feel good around it. You deserve that. We all deserve that. So wealth at its root is about learning how to receive money, learning how to hold money, learning how to appreciate money, and learning how to feel entirely safe in that process. So here's my intention for you. I've covered so much today as I've shared a brief 40 minutes about my story around wealth. Today in my business, we are thriving. We, we hit beautiful $80,000 months. We have beautiful programs that allow us to live this beautiful privileged life that we have. And I want that for you. And I really hope today that you take away some lessons of learning how to recognize your old patterns. I hope there were some light bulbs for you here as I shared my story. Learning how to take action to correct those old programmings and old stories. Learning how to not be afraid in the challenge when the rewriting opportunity comes up. That moment where your pattern shows up again just as you thought you were breaking it as a chance to rewrite it. And learning how to get comfortable with your desire. Spend some time today writing a list of everything that you are calling in. All of the beautiful desires that you deserve. If you want it, it is meant for you. And one final homework assignment for you today. If you haven't already, go to businessbabe.com awaken and sign up for my free five-day series, Awaken Your Wealth. I am so excited to support you. It is free. It is magical. It's going to be incredible. And I'm so happy to have supported you on this podcast episode. More coming from me next week on the show. I love you guys so much. I'll see you on the next episode.